Excuse me, Veronica. <clears throat> yes, what is it, Brick? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. Two, one. No, no, we're recording. And we are back to the Pants Party, the U.S. Women's Soccer Team of Hawkeye Football Podcasts. I am your host, Ben Ross, tonight because I drew the shortest straw. Ben, how you doing? Hey, I'm okay, Ben. How are you? Oh, you know, just living the dream. That's good. On my right, we have Harrison Starr, the Prince of Persia. How are we doing, Harrison? I am doing tremendous, Ben. How about yourself? Oh, wait, I already heard you. How you're doing? You answered Heard that. Heard it twice. Twice is so nice. On my left, we have Boat Captain, Boat Captain Max. Fully, uh, just getting his sea legs right now, as we understand. Uh, Max, can you tell us, how does it look off starboard right now? Um, so, if I look out the window, um, there is currently standing water in the street, and my car took on water. And yeah, it's uh, t- this is bring. It's a maroon car, so tow the boat. Tow the boat, indeed. This is now a maritime podcast coming at you live from, uh, I guess, my third floor walk-up apartment in Chicago, where it's very dry, a little bit humid. But uh, you know, we've had some really nice strings uh, of weather lately in Chicago, which is super nice because it's the weather, frankly, has sucked. Um, here in the Midwest, basically it sucks everywhere, from what I understand. Uh, nor I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to see New Orleans. Uh, I've never been, and at this rate, I don't know if I'll get there uh, in time, if it's still around. Um, scary, you know, Mother Nature's not very happy with, uh, with us. I need to say a few more Hail Marys at night, I guess, in order to absolve the sins of my father and sons. But uh, that's neither. That's a different podcast. You can. I'll tell you where to subscribe to that later. Right now, it's been a minute. Uh, the three of us, we've undergone some life changes, and uh, we're just here to touch back on uh, and get you all up to speed uh, in Hawkeye Land. Uh, some things have been happen happening. Not too much. It's the the dead of summer as it goes, and we haven't really uh, been privy to too much news or nuggets coming out of the football department. We've got some good basketball stuff for you, or rather Harrison does. I don't. I can name three players in the NBA. Not that that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, Max, you know, is he's got a pretty good walleye recipe now. He's moved to Minnesota, so he'll <laughs> talk about that um, too. Right now, I just want to check in with you guys, see how you're doing, and um, you know, Max, maybe Harrison, you can tell us about your latest malt beverage endeavors, and maybe Max can tell us about. Uh, what kind of mileage your boat boat gets? Yeah, that's actually exactly what I was going to talk about, Ben. Uh, I knew it. Been... I can read you like a book. We didn't even talk about this before the podcast. <laughs> it has been a great summer for me. I have to say that the shtick I've been developing on Instagram, at HD underscore star with two R's, of test tasting... Matt, bleep that out in production. <laughs> Of test-tasting no multiple <laughs> uh, flavors of various sparkling waters spiked. And let me just say, they are tremendous. 
Except for Trulies. That was honestly some of the worst sparkling beverage that I've ever had. You take um, that back. So I've got a White Claw story this weekend, but you finish. But the tr- it's, it was the Tropical Box. It was it was not good Oh, the Trop Box! Um, but the highlight of it was Bon and Viv, uh, potential friends of the pants, reached out to me on Instagram, <laughs> and they said how much they loved the content. And no really, way. that's just... That's oh, they all did. I need. Yeah, I did see that. That was oh funny. Oh my god, I missed it. Yeah, incredible. So, so um, we'll see. Uh, we've got a line open. Do we become the official Iowa Hawkeye podcast of Bon and Viv? Who's to know? But uh, the possibilities <laughs> are endless, guys. Oh my god, Max Talk. I'm on the Bon and Viv website right now. Um, I haven't had a Bon and Viv. I'm a big Truly guy, though, so you rating all of the Trulys very poorly kind of hurt me, you know, very deep down. Truly so Those flavors bad. weren't good. Those flavors were not good. I stand by it. Their lime is good. That's the one I go for. I mean, that's my drug of choice. <laughs> Unless I'm going Black Cherry, then in that case, I'm going to go White Claw every day. Uh, Truly is, like, just objectively worse than White Claw. It's flat. No. Uh, it's less flavor. When I When I worked in a liquor store, the only time we sold Truly is when we were out of White Claw. <laughs> so, like, uh, that's, a, that's a true story. Um, my, I guess we still do stuff, talk to, stuff to talk about, Max. I want to hear your, about your boat. Um, I have to lie about my that, That's about it. It's, uh, it just rained here really hard, and in about 45 minutes, my street flooded. And has it really has it been raining that bad in Minneapolis? My parents haven't even said anything. I mean, it's it's been raining. It it's, rains. It's been rain. It rains. There's precipitation but, for sure. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, today it just kind of kind of decided uh, this the god of uh, lightning and precipitation uh, decided that he was fed up with all of us. And I believe decided, the Rain Man is the the deity you're looking for. Ah, yes, of course, the Rain Man. Um, yeah, no, it just rained really hard for like 45 minutes and then out of nowhere uh, my street was flooded. And many other ones, because I was in the middle of getting groceries when this all happened. Tell me, what is your grocery store of choice in the cities? Um, only because it's close to me, I just go to Cub. Cub sucks though. Cub, uh, yeah, it's not the best. Yeah, we... there's a high V a little bit farther and I've been considering going to just to go to the high V, but uh, my fiance overruled me as she said it is too expensive. Which which city is the high V in? Uh, it must be like what is it, Rosedale over there? He's south of you, right? Well, no, it's west. Crystal? No. That's not close at all. Um, cause, uh, they were just getting in the Minneapolis suburbs like last summer, I think. My end. There was one by my sister in Plymouth, and they they say the same thing. They say it's too expensive too. Which Robbinsdale. That would be yes. Yep, yeah, that's right. Uh. It must. I don't remember. Like I shopped there in college, and I don't remember it being any more or less expensive than the next grocery store. It's the only place to shop in Iowa City, though. So sky I mean, high V. That's what my grandpa calls it. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. No, I had friends who would shop at like Walmart and Target for groceries, and that definitely was cheaper. But uh, I'd like to get my groceries from a grocery store. Um, I'll take anyway. It. I feel like we talk about grocery stores quite a bit on this show. Yeah, I think so. It's important. People need to eat. 
people need to eat. Um, and right now, you know, some Iowa players are eating in the NBA Summer League. Harrison, tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was a decent Summer League, I would say. Just about, I mean, just about. Exactly three guys played between Utah, Jock, and uh, Tyler Cook. And really kind of my read on it is that Tyler Cook still has probably the best chance of getting into the association this year. Um, probably closely trailed by Utah. Um, the the thing that probably hurt, hurts Cook as much as anything is that his contract situation, he's locked into the Nuggets, so he couldn't necessarily be signed by anyone else after his performance. Although uh, it wasn't the type of player that we, well, maybe it was, give or take, but, um, you know, he's only has to play 10 to 15 minutes, if that, in these games, so he can go 100% in a way that he couldn't for Iowa, and I think that's always kind of, oh, how can someone be so much better in three months, what's that say about Iowa, well, it says he has a different role now, um, so, Hmm. we'll see on Tyler Cook, hopeful, um, but their last roster spot is bull bull, uh, for Denver, and they drafted him in the second round. So, if anything's like uh, Madison Square Garden circa uh, November 2018, Tyler Cook might come out on top. Um, Utah had a pretty good summer league. His team was pretty good, although they, though they lost in the tournament. Um, but I guess he has another weird uh, contract situation with his team in Russia, um, where... They whoever signs him in the NBA would have to buy out that contract. So it probably looks like he's going to head back to Russia. And um, Aaron White, as I thought um, when I wrote the piece on Friday, has since signed with Milan. When you can play basketball in Italy, I mean, why even think about America, right? I mean, he was a borderline cult hero for... Uh, Zagrunis and like Turkey, Latvia. right? Latvia. Uh, Do I remember Lithuania? I don't know. I yeah, those I think it was Lithuania. Something uh, Eastern blocky. Uh, yeah. I remember watching like the videos of like the playoffs or maybe it's a championship game of one that he played in, and it was fucking lit. It was like twenty thousand people in a stadium. It was awesome. Yeah, those those places get down. Like I mean, the the scene in European basketball. And there was a really good article on The Ringer about it with, um, specifically about Rick Pitino and Greece, but, like, there are not many rules that fans have to go by. Like, I mean, they're smoking in the stands, oh, yeah, they're lighting yeah. flares like crazy, like, I mean, it's a bona fide fire hazard that... Oh, yeah, was, yeah, that, yeah, that's it, they're lighting off legit 4th of July fireworks right behind the hoop. I remember, yeah, I remember, and Rick Pitino was, like, complaining about it. That's how he got his name relevant again, because he's complaining about a fire hazard. That doesn't sound like a problem to me. No. Sounds like fun. Exactly. He hates when things go off. Um, And Peter Jack, he probably has a decision to make. He didn't have that good of a summer. We're just going to gloss over that? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think so. Like, It's tough for him. Like, I mean, it's tough for, I think, what is so tricky about the NBA ultimately is that there are 450 roster spots, give or take, and 
frankly, like when you see what Iowa State's doing, it, which isn't necessarily doing a lot, but to have kind of a steady stream of role players in the NBA, like credit where it's due. That's super impressive to be a school like Iowa State and to, you know, have Monte Morris be on the number one, or I guess number two seed in uh, the West. The West, yeah. Um, George Niang, he's doing stuff for Utah. Uh, Deontay Burton's probably going to be the number one guy in Oklahoma City this summer or this next season. Abdel Nader, Matt Thomas. Like, I mean, it's legitimately impressive, and I think it really kind of goes back to not only was Fred Hoiberg a really good was Fred Hoiberg a really good recruiter occupy as the land or the island of misfit toys but he's also really freaking good at identifying high school talent and getting them to play on his team in roles that they have since been able to translate to more mainstream professional careers as it goes in Europe Italy is pretty much solidified as their number one league right um, it's Spain. Italy and Spain, right? Italy and Spain are yeah. kind of the, the one-two, depending on who's who. It's Ultimately, though, there's like the Euro League, and that's yeah. more or less the Champions League of... Of basketball? Of basketball yeah. in Europe. That's kind of cool. Should we get into that? I mean, we could. Like, like, like into that on the podcast? So, like, you're trying to be, like, a like, big European basketball like, fan? Like, is that the new, like, I'm really into Premier League in the 1990s? <laughs> Maybe now that would we can be, get that it. That would be great. Oh, I, f- I follow Real Madrid. Oh, soccer? Ah, no, 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 they're bad. <laughs> 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 no, what, 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 sir? What, what sport is that? Wait, well, that is uh, soccer. Miritich just went back that to Spain, right? Is he in Barcelona now? I believe so, so yeah. yeah. And that's what's also really this funny is the wave. these is like, instead of university basketball teams, it's all these club sports and they have their different arms. So, like, Real Madrid, that really is the same Real Madrid, just like the FC yeah. Barcelona has right. their own, and Fenerbahce in Turkey. Like, it's it's wild, European sports. And I think it would be kind of fun if the United States adopted a little more of that uh, in, in their sports, but probably not. It's a little too developed to go back. In a way, the NBA and WNBA are kind of like that, mm. right? Just or is it strictly just the subsidy part? Oh, not necessarily. No. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think that there's any affiliation between, like, I mean, just the right. two teams that yeah. I really follow, like the Sky and the Bulls. Yeah, or there's the no affiliation. Affili- the I don't know. It feels like the Wolves and the Lynx kind of have. I think they're owned by the same people. Uh, I don't know who owns the Lynx. Glenn Taylor owns the Wolves. Yeah, um, Glenn Taylor passed away. I believe. His family, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> his trust. If he's if he's dead. Sorry, no, he, if he's not. I actually don't. I actually don't think he is dead. No, he's alive, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think. Or he's am alive. I? I'm just thinking of flip. You're thinking of the coach. Yeah. Yeah, I think flip. Flip is dead. Glenn Taylor is alive, and he does own the Lynx. Oh, s- sorry for thinking you were dead. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They, yeah, Glenn Taylor owns the Lynx too, which makes sense because their logo is the exact same. Um, oh, he's friends with Donald Sterling. Nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> but so anyway, do we think that 
there's actually any chance that any Iowa players are going to be on an NBA roster yeah. next year? Like not like not even just to start. Well, I guess maybe to start the season, but also like do you just think like if not to start the season at any point? I would say the player with the best chance of put playing a single minute in the NBA NBA this year is Tyler Cook. Sure, and, of course, I agree. And you know, I think that the other guys will probably have opportunities. And I like I said about Peter Jock, he'll. I hear you framing. Just a uh, he, he'll have to decide if he still wants to do the G League thing where he averaged like 15 points last year or um, if he wants to go in Europe and earn more money than he's making in the, the G League right now. Because he's like 25, 26 years old. He is not a spring chicken. Yeah. Cook? No. Oh, I, Jock. Jock, I mean. Yeah, sorry. Jock. Yeah, I guess you're right. Where has he been in Europe at all? I feel like he's only been in the G League. Yeah, he's on. He's is he still with the Suns? He, yeah, he was with uh, Northern Arizona, the Suns affiliate for. Uh, I think this the whole last time. two seasons. Huh. Um. Yeah. Well, and then Devin Marble, he's just chilling in Italy, right? I feel like he's just. Yeah, he just recently em- went abroad. Fully embracing that. No, he's been... I thought he's always been there. Based off his no, Instagram he was, activity. He was in Orlando for a little bit, like, yeah. at the very beginning. Of uh, no, yeah, at the very beginning, but I think after he fizzled out, he's only been in Europe. Oh, yeah, he's uh, been there since 2016 in some capacity. Yeah. But the next thing to watch, though, for Iowa basketball is Iowa United. Um, Go on. Where Nicholas Bear and Peter Jock and Melson Bisabi, blast from the past, will be playing. It's that. Um, oh, the basketball tournament, tournament. The basketball tournament. The championship is in Chicago uh, in two weeks on a Tuesday night. And if you think boots I'm not ground? going. What? Going to be boots on the grounds? Uh, if you think I'm not going, you're nuts. Wait. So you're not going? Uh, you're right. It's actually August 6th is the championship. <laughs> Uh, where De- where the DePaul women's basketball team plays, so it's like a four-minute walk from my house. And uh, I'll be there. Maybe. Tentatively. I'll let you know. Uh, I think it'd be fun as shit to go. Um, I mean, yeah, should. depending on... I mean, honestly, yeah, why not? I can go see maybe, like, uh, Will Sheehy or something. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, that's fun basketball stuff. Uh, I have nothing else to add. I, we can segue, unless you guys want to keep talking about hoopy. There's really no hoops to talk about other than will Tyler Cook make a team because I don't think anybody else really has a chance at an NBA roster this year. Yep. Hard to And he might. Yeah. And even, <laughs> I like, without no, I don't think we could find Utah's contract, could we, Harrison? But it sounds like... I mean, it's like Half a million, more yeah. or less. And I mean, I don't th- that's what... Google, like algorithmed, and said five or five hundred thousand dollars in twenty sixteen when he was in the G League. So yeah. probably know, right around there. Yeah, it's peanuts to an NBA team, but it's still something, still enough, I think, to deter him getting signed. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. So moving on. Best of luck to all these Iowa basketball players in their future playing careers. Uh, tonight, earlier tonight, uh, before I hopped on this lovely podcast, I was writing up a preview of Iowa's receiving situation for our beloved Blackheart Gold Pants website. 
And, you know, the, con the first thing well, when I was re doing some very minor research uh, on the article was, can you guys tell me the last time Iowa had a 1,000-yard receiver? Um, 2013. Wrong. Oh, I thought I thought Max was actually going to guess. I only know because you told me. And I did put I this in Slack. Don't think so I would have guessed that. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I muted Slack, so I did put this in Slack. So it is a bit of a. I know Max doesn't. Okay, so Harrison knows the an, Max. The answer is 2011. That was actually my other guess because it's Marvin. Yeah, because it had to have been. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking maybe Martin Manley, but I remembered that no, he didn't like he get yards. Really, he just caught the ball. Yeah, he had. A lot he of was uh, horrible at running after the catch. Yeah, I was not, actually not going to guess. Word. He just didn't get many of them. He was just. I was actually. I was actually going to guess Keenan Davis for a second, but I remembered Keenan that he was... Keenan never got close to 1,000. <laughs> well, I just remembered that he was, you know, the thing in 2012, and then I also and remembered 13, that it 14. was 2012. Um, so McNutt caught 82 balls for 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. Those are amazing stats. Incredible! Like, they really are. Incredible! Do you know, before Max... I don't know if I put this in Slack or not. Max, do you know... <laughs> Before McNutt, when the last time I had a 1,000-yard receiver was? 2010. Nope. No! 2009. Oh. Nope. Oof. Okay, well, then I have no idea because I would have guessed that it was going to be McNutt or DJK. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what my roommate said, too. Uh, 2000, the year 2000 of our Lord, the new millennium, Kevin Casper had just over 1,000. Hmm. So yeah, I wouldn't have gone that far back. Neither would I. Um... So yeah, Iowa would, is on. I would have assumed like Hinkle or Solomon, although Hinkle was always injured. Hinkle never been... touched a thousand, and neither did uh, Dwight. I'm surprised DJK didn't. I was well, surprised. Dwight was a return <laughs> machine. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Um. So Iowa is on pace in the Kirk Ferentz era of having one 1,000 yard receiver every decade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just basically what I am. So next year is what you're saying? No, I, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, It's year. too soon. Oh yeah, ne yeah, next year, not this year. Uh, but luckily, next year is going to be the same guys, so we could get pretty close this year. Uh, we've got uh, behind door number one is Brandon Smith, the beast out of Bufu, Mississippi. He, um, I mean, he only had 361 yards, 28 catches, and two scores a year ago, but he's going to be the guy uh, this year. He's the leading, re leading returning receiver on this team. With those Do you think he's going to be the guy? Um, He's going to have a lot of touchdowns, would be my prediction. He'll be like yeah. a, a Fant slash Hawkinson type in the end zone. That's who they'll have to throw to. I'm not prepared to pick... I want Amir, Amir Smith-Marset to be the guy. I've talked about that a lot. That'll be my next point. I don't think he will be, though. And then I'm not prepared to pick a tight end yet to be the guy and it sounds like you are though no i just think it's probably going to be whoever's in the slot because that's what nate stanley's always thrown to like he made mccarran a weapon and um the year before this past year whatever whatever year number that was uh 20 McCarron uh, and, and easily two years I, I think i really think easily was a really good receiver so yeah I no i will i don't think that yeah i definitely think he was a useful receiver but you know I don't think that Riley McCarron, like, he, I enjoyed watching him. I think that he was a fun player, but I don't think that he's immensely talented. Uh, Stanley made him pretty damn useful. 
Well, Bill Leo. Belichick would disagree with that. Yeah. Rangs. Um, Rangs. <laughs> so, wait, we're going to go look at that year now. McCarron. I think he I mean, McCarron, if, he only had 500 yards anyway. It's like who the only other receivers on the team were Germanic Smith, who had more drops and catches, oh. and and uh, an injured Matt Vandenberg. Only played four games that year. So, really. Vandenberg got another slot receiver. Um, and I don't know why I said Stanley. It was definitely uh, Bethard. It was Bethard. Um, How so about see, this? Oliver Martin, our next 1,000-yard receiver. I did actually write that, uh, but I think we're going to have to wait, not just because of this year, but because I just don't think he'll get the, the waiver. Um, oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't say this year but yeah. i think he's gonna come out guns a blazing that, i agree that's my prediction i agree i just briefly want to go back to max and you can oh, jump sorry. in the the slot receiver announce uh prediction i guess so i put you know i penciled in regani and tyrone tracy as the slots so you think one of those two whoever wins the slot slot job is going to be the guy i don't th- i think it'll be regani i i think it is too but i'm just yeah I th- I think that he'll probably be the slot guy, and, you know, Iowa just has a history of having these slot dudes that are really good at just finding, you know, they do what slot dudes are supposed to do. They find the gap in defense, and they just sit in it. And, you know, I think that whoever's going to be in the slot running these short routes is going to be the guy that's able to be that security blanket that, um, you know, Stanley will eventually need at some point, as any quarterback does. I suppose. I, I just don't see, like, I think that Smith is more of a big play dude. Or, yeah, know, I mean, just his like body lens kind of guy. Yeah. Right, so, you know, like, and, and definitely Smith Marset is, so, like, I don't think that, I think that, you know, they'll be used. I don't think they'll be useful, but I think that whoever's in the slot, that's just my opinion. Maybe well, it's going to be Brandon Smith. I mean, you do the math to get to a, a thousand yards, right? And maybe the wildest scenario for. Like, um, Smith would be, well, can he get to even 50 catches, which would mean yeah. 20 yards per catch. I mean, that's, it's just the way Iowa runs mm-hmm. their offense. It's just, it's going to be almost impossible to get to that thousand yard mark. Cause you probably need <laughs> to get 65, 70 catches as it is. I mean, you I just yeah. had what, 80 that time. I wrote yeah, 83. I'm giving you all a sneak peek of behind the curtain of my writing. I wrote, 60 balls, 700 yards, and 7 scores would be a fantastic season for Smith. Do you think that that's a possible season? Like, do you think it's likely, I mean? I don't think it's likely. I think it's plausible. I'd say... Yeah. I'd say 40%. Ooh. Right? Does that seem high? Maybe Um, a little high. Yeah, I mean... But, just, but not am I wrong though? Am I wrong in saying that'd be a fantastic season? Oh, I would definitely take it. I think we yeah. take that all day. Okay. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And so I think I think we need to have, and it doesn't have to be Smith. I think we need to have one receiver on the team with those kinds of numbers. I don't think we can really have a by committee. I get by core this year. I guess maybe we can, given there's so many unknowns, but. I just really think if Nate Stanley's going to thrive, he needs to find a clear number one, and that number one, you know, I think should put up numbers indicative of those. 
Yeah, I just uh, I feel like he's I feel like he actually spreads the ball around pretty well for um, you know, for one guy to be the dude. Well, I think he's had, you know, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but he's had he's always had four above average guys to throw to. Yeah. And this is the first year he hasn't. Four well above, I mean, at least two two NFL grade guys to throw to, and then two other guys in Nick Easley and Akram Wadley for another year, for uh, for one year, um, to have. So I think this is going to be his toughest year. He's got to pick who's throwing to, and he's got to find somebody reliable, and it's going to be more difficult for him than ever to spread it around, I think, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You think so that you think- not having... I guess, yeah, I mean, he's lost his top three guys. I mean, put simply enough, from last year. So, not only does he need to find people that can replace their production, but also people who would replace the guys at four, five, six. He needs to find, you know, yeah, one through five, pretty much. He has to find his fifth, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth reads this year. Do you think that uh, he kind of takes a step back because of that, like, maybe like a Bethard 2016 type of deal? Because hmm. didn't Bethard lose most of his receiving core after he uh, lost Tavon Smith and yeah. Van- well, and, Van- and Vandenberg got hurt, um, and Tavon Smith Kittle I was, think was pretty good. Dinged up. Yeah, I don't know that that 2016. I had so many. I have so many different problems with that 2016 team. <laughs> um, and, I mean, CJ was banged up basically the whole time. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, what was your yeah. What was your question? Oh, I just said, do Does you he think take that a step because, back? Do you think that Stanley takes a step back because I don't think you know so. all of his options are gone from last year? I, I don't think so because I just think Stanley has the arm arm talent and this offensive line is still the tackles are I think are too good, um, and I just think we've seen too much spark out of Brandon Smith and Amir Smith Marset, and we're being led to being being led to believe that Tracy or Regani are as good as advertised than. And then I, I just assuming one tight end isn't a total slouch. I mean, these are this is we yeah, got it sucks. But we have to say this is Iowa football. They've got they figure it out. You know, they've got the talent. I'm not all down on, um, you know, I've got to have I've got to have faith that we've got good enough guys out there to make the plays. Eight and four it is. <laughs> I mean, I God, I'm going oh to the schedule. God. I don't want to get into this right now. I'm, I'm getting like... sold on nine wins, and I'm fine with it. I just think just playing Indianapolis this year. Like I don't I don't care if somehow Wisconsin and Nebraska get punished by the Big 10 and they're not allowed to play and they finish 1-2. Iowa finishes 3 at 5 and 4. I don't care what I I would not like I, 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 I would care. I would like to belong in the game. Yeah, I, I would Is I would good care. enough to be in Indianapolis more than any other team, and I just like. I want Iowa to get gerrymandered into the, the championship game. I, I mean, Wisconsin ended up going to a Rose Bowl because of it. I mean, yeah, it's ago. different though. Yeah, I mean, but, but is not, it? Is it? You're right. You're right. Did I mean like it, yeah, it's still a trophy you that. have? Like I mean, Illinois, Illinois got it too. They went nine and three and got smoked by USC in the Rose Bowl. Sure, but I mean, like, isn't the point until 
Kirk Ferentz always says his number one goal, his number one goal is to win the Big Ten, because that's the only thing that he can 100% control. You know the last time he achieved his goal? Um, a long time I ago. Will, I didn't know what I was. 15 years ago. That was yeah. the last time he achieved his number one goal. Good things have happened since then. I'm not trying to say what if it, What if that's not his goal anymore? What if his goal is to just have fun and make sure that everybody tries the hardest? Good job, good effort. Well, you, you know, <laughs> you got me there, Max. You got me there. <sighs> but I just, um, There's just too much talent on this team to be like, oh, this schedule sucks. It'd be it'd be a fun season if they won 8-4. and four. It's like, see... This team it's is so, so freaking talented. I'm with Harrison. It's, it's so weird, though, because whenever we have this conversation, like, you know, we just talked about this a little bit, but we talked about this before the podcast, and nobody sold on the wide receivers. And we talked about this a few weeks ago or whenever, and nobody sold on the running backs. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, and we don't know anything about the tight ends. And then everybody's like, oh, it's so talented. And I'm like, I get what you're saying, but I also don't understand, like, how everybody's so qu- like questioning most of the position groups. And then it's like, oh, but there's talent. Because, I mean, one, I, I guess maybe this is a good thing that, like, we feel like there isn't enough talent on offense because the, the best Iowa football teams, maybe not the most winning, but the best ones had just amazing defenses. I'm talking 2004, yeah. 2009, 2008 towards the end, 2015 is a little wonky, like, I, but... Uh, 2015 on paper is the best Iowa defense ever, isn't it? 2015, no. I thought it was 2009. Yeah, 2009 average gave up like 13 or 14 points a game. It was salty. So like, it's probably a bad thing that Iowa's got so much talent on defense. I think, like, I mean, maybe I'm just buying into the high end talent. I'm not focusing on well. Who's going to play linebacker? Who's going to be this position that they just made up? We don't know who that is. It's not like we have a Monty Hooker <laughs> slide in there. Like, Who's I mean, fake safety? <laughs> yeah. But I, I just I just think oh. you have a senior QB. You have exactly. two NFL tackles. You, gotta, you have enough to build around. I'm getting sold more and more. on the. I know I think last time we spoke, I was probably the most down person on the running backs. I'm getting sold more and more on the running backs every day. I'm watching Makai Sargent highlights, as few as there are. And uh, I'm feeling good about those. You know, tight ends, again, figure it out. Offensive line, I think, will be really great. And senior quarterback, no no excuses, no no mistakes. Uh, we didn't even bring this up, but it shouldn't matter, really. As long as these are Division One guys uh, who are catching balls that belong to be there, Nate Stanley is gonna should be enough. He should be more than enough for them to go and uh, make the money that they don't make. Yes. I like no, the way you I, frame that. I, and I don't necessarily disagree. I just think it's interesting that, you know, whenever we did this discussion, we're like, Iowa should go to, they should at least go to Indianapolis. They should win nine or ten games. And then every single time we talk about the team, it's like, yeah, but maybe they stink. <laughs> maybe they do, Max. <laughs> maybe they no, do. But like, I, think, just... I, I think the way you phrase it, frame it is fair, but I think those are questions that are happening in all of college football because you can only be here three or four years, sometimes two, like Hawkinson. Oh, like, I mean, sure. do you think when Iowa recruited Kirk Ferrant or TJ Hawkinson, they'd be like, ah, we'll get a, a great two years out of him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, probably the way it goes. So they probably thought it would be his junior and senior year. 
I <laughs> thought it'd be yeah. on special teams. Nice. Um, <laughs> I I forgot. I had something smart to say and good. I forgot it. Hold on. You you talk. Give me Sorry, I said so many stupid things to ruin your uh, good vibes. I think this team is unquestionably closer to being great than being stinky, like Max said. Oh, I didn't. I don't think they actually stink. It's just funny okay. that like we always talk about how many question marks there are, and then I mean, after we have that discussion, I mean, yeah, that's like, football. Ah, nine wins. Nine wins are bust. That's I. I yeah. I don't. I'm not saying that this year. I haven't. Last year I was ten wins or bust, and I still maintain that. This year, I, I don't know what to think yet. I'm not ready to put that out in public yet. I mean, if, uh, yeah, I've I've staked my claim on on Indianapolis mainly just because like. If, so you if won't give a win this, total. Me? Well, I've I tended to said five nine. and four, but Wisconsin and right. Nebraska <laughs> both get <laughs> No, no, not for that one. I'm that was a, a wild what if. I think nine and three is mm. kind of if Iowa can get to that, they're probably going to. But then it's like what three losses? I mean, I guess you probably chalk it up to Iowa State, and then you lose at Michigan, and then one you lose the right one to division foe or Penn State. That's winning the West yeah. outright. Yeah. Eight and four until proven otherwise. I mean, yeah. I am taking I have I haven't placed a bet since March, but I did place a bet on the over for seven seven and a half win. I why'd I say that? Oh fuck. Edit it out. Sorry. <laughs> did you just apologize to your dog? No, I, I apologize to to myself for cussing and for for uh you you should apologize to everyone for swearing no for yeah, no, uh, be, no jinxing the season oh, by, oh for jinx oh. by not just <laughs> betting but proclaiming the way uh, i allegedly my friend of mine ah i see i see <laughs> is he good at betting or is he as no, bad as you? nobody nobody is good at it it's like the 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 dumbest thing about betting is the absolute best people. I don't think enough people realize that the only people in the world who make money off of sports gambling, they hit, they make fifth, they they they're right fifty five percent of the time. Like, the margin of error is so small, and you have to be betting millions of dollars to make any kind of money on only hitting on that five percent margin. It, it doesn't make any sense. And yet, here we are. Exactly. Here we are. I complained about Arkansas's bill falling through today at work. People looked at me very weirdly. What happened? Like they uh, they're not going to legalize sports gambling there? No, because they the bill they put in had the freaking cut to the pro leagues. Why? Like every mm. other bill hasn't had. They put it in, and then, boom, bill dead. Well, so then they'll year. just re- redraft a better one. I mean, let's get it I mean, as long as not get in it time right. for this year. I guess I'll just have to go to Iowa every weekend. Or Mississippi. I hear it's lovely. Ooh. Is Arkansas... I think I was the same way where all the casinos have to be built on water. Uh, hmm? There, I don't believe, are actually in, any casinos. There are casinos in Oklahoma, just across the border. Um, oh, wait, so there's no casinos whatsoever in Arkansas? Nope. I mean, we're also talking. I mean, we've had this discussion before. The county I live was dry seven years ago. I mean, there's. I mean, dry the- counties are in every state, though. I never, I've never heard of that. 
like in modern day times? Uh, I mean, <laughs> alcohol didn't get legalized to sell on in Minnesota until two years ago. Yeah, on Sundays. Um, yeah, I did know about that, which is stupid and primitive. And the fact that liquor stores are only open until six on Sundays now is still infuriating because I don't re- usually realize I'm out of booze until after six. Um, I mean, they open at eight or nine, so you've got more than enough time. Uh, no, in Iowa, I want to go back to this. It's, I'm 98% sure it's a lot that casinos have to be built on a river. It's like rivers and Diamond Joe are built on artificial lake. Uh, not rivers artificial on bodies of water because uh, they all had to be like it, it used to be like back in the olden days uh camping was only legal on boats like riverboat cruises so then eventually they would just build they'd make artificial lakes and then put a riverboat on it to get around it and then eventually they just said if you build it on a body of water you can have a casino and also uh that's native up. american land Right, as long, yes, that's true. I mean, that, that, that might be a federal thing, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Max, you should check out the Mystic Lake Casino um, up in Shakopee, Minnesota, when you get the chance. It is the number... I don't, I don't gamble. It is the number one... Uh, this is not fake, Harrison, I'll drop the link. The number one most profitable casino in the entire country. That Why would you go there, doesn't then? Doesn't sound like where I'd want to go, yeah. Because it's, it's very nice. They have a very good buffet. And we call <laughs> oh, it, okay, all right. And we call it Mistake Lake. Not to Why? be confused with the mistake by the lake, Cleveland, yeah. Ohio. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought that was just what they called the stadium. I don't know. That's a factory of sadness. Mm. <laughs> what are you guys doing this weekend? I'm going home. Going to Chicago. Oh. Shout out Chicago. I'll be here. I'm going. My sister's got her uh, bachelor. Nope, not bachelor party. Um, shower. Bubble shower. Uh-huh. And my fiance is going. And I was gonna say I, it's not a thing men normally go to, right? Nope, I'm not going to that. I'm going to Maplewood. Oh, what day? Hey, I don't know. I haven't figured it out. Haven't been no. yet. Uh, no, I went once. I meant like the last day before I left. Yeah. Maplewood, pretty good. It's pretty great, I do think. When I was in I was in Minnesota over the fourth, and I went to Modest. Um, I think Maplewood's probably my favorite brewery. Maplewood is far and away my favorite. Modest is okay. It's good. I think Modest is definitely my favorite in the cities. I think I haven't tried anything new lately, but I think Modest is definitely number one for me there. Still trying to catch my uh, catch my rhythm, find something I actually really like. Have you had Dangerous Man yet? Yeah, I've been a couple of times. Uh, I went once. It's a much a better years winter ago. brewery. Yeah, the stouts are their good thing there. And That's kind oh, of you're bad. not a big summer stout guy. <laughs> it's, it's a little. Warm. Yeah, not. And I mean, a honestly, everything else they make is pretty average outside their stouts. There's no like outdoor drinking space, which is Correct. a big bummer. So yeah, but uh, there's lots of good stuff. Uh, I know Finnegan's just opened something that's supposed to be good. It's it stinks. I don't like it. Okay. I heard it's in a cool area. It's oh, the area is cool. Just very mid. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what about you guys? What are you guys doing? You guys gonna enjoy the big Iowa stuff going on? Haha. <laughs> uh, it's catch, July. Catch the game. Um, I'll probably ride my bike up to a hole and take a little plunge. I'm playing a charity volleyball tournament on Sunday. It's actually uh bunch of iowa people it'll be a good time i haven't touched a volleyball and i don't know how long 
Yeah, me either. But there's an open bar after at Rinaldi's, so I'll be there. Yeah. All right, so uh, everybody go um, make fun of Ben this weekend and watch him play volleyball. And then Actually, yeah. Heckle him at Rinaldi's. Mon- Montrose Beach, Sunday at noon. Be there at B-Square for the Ramon Foundation shout-out. Ramon Foundation. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll sponsor with Bon and Viv. Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps they will. Cool. Awesome. Great. I think that's about it, yeah. Yep, we're good. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Oh, yeah. As your host, I'm uh, <laughs> sign- <laughs> signing off. Um, I am Ben. Uh, thank you, Ben, for your contributions tonight. Max, uh, have a good one. Good one. Harrison, please send more Bon and Viv content our way. Maybe talk to Jonah about taking over the Pants Instagram. And, oh yeah. Um, ah. Maybe well, you can do a to... tailgate tip series. I just thought of that. Um, Ooh, oh. Somebody, somebody else That's remember that. That's a good that. idea. Real good idea. I'm in front of. A yeah, we need to. I need to find now. the password for that, anyways. Oh no! I, I <laughs> he he was typing it in wrong. Um, we figured it out. I think. Oh sweet! Alrighty. Yeah, classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> great. The great housekeeping stay, at the end stay, of this podcast. Stay on here a little bit longer if you want our Twitter password. <laughs> Um, don't.